0: The countdown to summer is on. Wenatchee Apple Sox baseball returns on June 2nd, and it's time to meet the newest members of the 2023 team with this week's roster release. Here are your hosts, the voice of the Apple Sox, Joel Norman, and head coach, Mitch Darlington. Well, welcome back again, everyone. This is the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast, and a little bit different one this week. Schedules didn't quite align for myself Joel Norman and the head coach Mitch Darlington so not going to be as long as an episode as we've been doing recently hope you've enjoyed them so far it's it's been a lot of fun to start chatting a lot about baseball obviously at the time that this episode is going to be posted we are one week away from the start of MLB opening day so it's exciting to start getting back into that baseball mood and I think uh, Mitch and I were talking about that over some of the previous episodes it's just it's fun to get back in that mindset and uh, warmer weather, and good baseball is coming up right around the corner. So we're back again with another edition of the Apple Sox 2023 roster release. And the first three weeks have been interesting to this point. We spent those first two weeks talking about returning players to your Wenatchee Apple Sox. Last week, you got your first real taste of some of the newcomers coming to Wenatchee in the form of six players coming to, from the NWAC, who are going to be some huge additions to this team. And I think if you were listening a lot last week, you heard about just the importance of that, where these are guys who the junior college players are always extremely hungry coming to the West Coast League. They'll play almost every day if they can, and they want to be in a lot of game action. So it's a lot of fun to bring those guys aboard. Not to mention those six players last week are also extremely skilled. So that's something to look forward to coming up. And we've got more players to look forward to here this week but before we dive into this week's roster announcement just a reminder MLB opening day is coming up next Thursday a week from today at the time of the posting of this episode but don't forget the Apple Sox home opener is June 6th. it's a 635 p.m game against the Springfield Drifters and we want to see you there at the ballpark It's going to be a really fun summer what actually has made the postseason in two of the last three years and is looking to take a step further. The last two times, this is a fun fact, maybe if you're new to the Apple Sox, and the last two times that the Apple Sox have made the postseason, they have come one win away from advancing to the West Coast League Championship Series, which is now just a single West Coast League Championship game. But I am hoping uh, that a lot of you are hoping as well that they can take that extra step in 2023, and I always like to kind of do a reset on this each spring as well, just a little bit on the Apple Sox's history, for those who may not be as familiar, I I assume the majority of our listeners, I'll put it this way, I assume the half of our listeners are probably fans who live in Wenatchee, and the other half are probably people who are newcomers, maybe their son or a cousin or friend is coming to the team, or maybe it's them themselves listening, and for that we're happy to have everyone aboard. but the Apple Sox have a extremely impressive history, but they're looking to get back to where they were at one point. The Apple Sox, here's here's where they go. In the West Coast League's history, only one team has won more championships than the Wenatchee Apple Sox, and that's the Corvallis Knights. Wenatchee won in the first two seasons of the West Coast League in 2005 and 2006. They would also repeat again 2009-2010, and their most recent title to date, 2012. Now, from 2013 to 2018, The Apple Sox did not win a championship, and from 2014 to 2018, they didn't make the postseason. 2019, as I mentioned, a fantastic season. A lot of records that were broken that summer that have since been broken, which was done by the 2022 team. They were looking to build off of that. Didn't quite happen. Of course, no season in 2020. 2021, one of the... uh, One of the poorer seasons in Apple Sox history, we'll put it that way, but a remarkable turnaround in 2022, winning the second half of the North Division title and then advancing just one win away from the West Coast League Championship Series. The Sox could swing it last year, and one of the things we talked about with Mitch in previous episodes is that for them to take that next step, to be on the same level as the Bellingham Bells, the team of the Apple Sox, lost to last year in the postseason, and to the Corvallis Knights, who have won. I'm losing track now how many years in a row it's been, but they are the all-time winner in West Coast League Championships. So the point is the Apple Sox have to get up to that level and by being equally efficient with the bats and on the mound. And on the mound last year, they had some troubles. So there's some work to be done there to try and get up and get another championship. So again, if you're a newcomer to the Apple Sox organization, they've won the West Coast League Championship Five times they also won in 2003. That was before the West Coast League in the Pacific International League, which when played in from its inception in 2000 all the way to 2004. So they have a championship history, but it's been over a decade since they've won a championship. So now it's about reestablishing that identity, and it starts here in 2023. So it's going to be a fun summer. Let's dive into this week's roster announcement, though, as I talked about. Three players coming to the Apple Sox this week. All of them are coming from Oregon schools. Two of them are going to be incoming freshmen to college. And we'll begin with the first one. That's going to be Bryce Johnson joining the Apple Sox. He's currently in his senior year at East Lake High School. And he's one of the most touted high school prospects in the state of Washington. And he was ranked as the third best high school prospect in the state by Prep Baseball Report Washington back in their uh, article they posted last fall. He's committed to play at Oregon State in 2024 and if you're very familiar with the Apple Sox, you're aware they have not had a lot of beavers on their team now the corvallis knights who i've mentioned several times if you're a newcomer the corvallis knights play in the same town corvallis that oregon state university is located in they share the same field goss stadium and understandably the two programs have a fantastic partnership you're if you're a baseball fan you probably know who adley rushman is at this point He played a summer with the Corvallis Knights before, of course, eventually being drafted first overall by the Baltimore Orioles after a great career and being a national champion at Oregon State. He's in Major League Baseball, of course, right now. The Apple Sox have had a player come to them from the Beavers and then go on to play in Major League Baseball, and that was Drew Rasmussen, who pitched for the team previously. But there have not been a lot of Beavers. I'd have to check to see if he was the last one, but... Uh Rasmussen is the one the first name that really comes to mind for me as he pitched for the Apple Sox back in 2014 but again though not a lot of guys who have come from Oregon State to the Apple Sox or are heading to Oregon State so it's a nice addition to have someone like that coming to the team and you know Rasmussen was a heck of an arm had a tough summer with the Apple Sox I don't think there was any sugar coating it the year that he had in Wenatchee in 2014, which was not a postseason year for the Apple Sox. Final year that Ed Nags was their head coach, and just one of two seasons in which he did not make the playoffs in his time with the Apple Sox. That summer, in 10 games, 9 starts, Rasmussen had a, again, not pretty, five sixteen ERA. And it's not like he had just a couple of bad outings down the stretch. There were just a couple of shaky ones over the course of the year, but also a lot of really solid There were a lot of signs of what he could be, and eventually, of course, he did become that. If you're wondering who Drew Rasmussen is, who I keep saying, currently pitches for the Tampa Bay Rays, had a great 2022 season, probably his most effective to this point, that or you even want to go the year before, 20 games that year, really developed himself as a starting pitcher in 2022, had a 2.84 ERA, 28 games, 146 innings, that was a career high. And also in that time struck out 125 batters. So great name to go on from the Apple Sox to Major League Baseball. And our first signing this week we mentioned also a pitcher going to Oregon State, Bryce Johnson. And here's a little bit more about him from Apple Sox head coach, Mitch Darlington.
1: Really excited to uh, introduce Bryce Johnson to uh, the Apple Sox. Bryce will be an incoming freshman at Oregon State next year. Currently going to Eastlake High School bryce is going to be huge for us on the mound this summer fastball can run it up 90 91 couple good off-speed pitches and just a really good competitor pbr uh, has bryce ranked as uh, the third best player in the state which is pretty impressive you know one of the best arms to come out of the northwest in the in the 23 class so uh, really excited to have him kind of see him being a starter for us Uh, depending on how he looks, you know, in those first few outings of the summer. And, you know, and also depending on what Oregon State wants for, you know, his inning limit for the summer. But really excited to have Bryce, good competitor, seems very professional, you know, in in all of my phone calls uh, with Bryce, seems really motivated to get out here this summer and do well for us uh, and and takes his craft very seriously. So uh, big things are coming for him. Really excited to see what he can do for the Apple Sox this summer.
0: That was the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, chatting a little bit about Bryce Johnson, who, as I mentioned, is going to be joining the Sox here for this 2023 season. The Sammamish native shined last year in his junior year at Eastlake High School as he had a 177 ERA with 88 strikeouts and 18 walks in 59 and a third innings over 11 games. And of course... Uh, Johnson and the Wolves reach the second round of the 4A State Tournament in 2022. So hoping to go a step further for him this spring before he joins the Apple Sox here this summer. Really exciting arm to come to the Sox in 2023. First of two Oregon State commits here this week. And the other one we'll get to in just a little bit. But we're going to go to our second player now. It's going to be Jet Jaco. I apologize if I've gotten that name wrong. Haven't had a chance to find a proper pronunciation of that. But uh, Jet Jocko, he's in his fourth year of his fourth year at school, but he's bounced around a little bit. Began his playing career over at Iowa Western Community College. Did not see any statistics on him there. So it was the COVID-shortened year of 2020. Very possible he didn't get into any games. And it's, it's hard to find sometimes statistics at the community college level. The fact that I didn't find any suggested to me that he probably did not play much, if at all. In that season, so didn't play in 2020, retained that freshman eligibility and transferred over to Southeast Community College, also in the Midwest, where he would play there for the next two seasons. Now, he did not, as I mentioned, didn't play in his freshman year at Iowa Western, but he would go on to play in 47 games over the next two years at Southeast Community College. And he did have a 366 on-base percentage and was named an Academic All-American in 2022. So the first three years of school, again, really only played in two of those, he was primarily used as a position player, as an infielder. Things changed a little bit here this year. He transferred to transferred to Linfield and has taken the mound twice at the time of this recording in his first year at Linfield. He's a Lincoln, Nebraska native, which I like to see because I'm currently living in in Lincoln, Nebraska, actually broadcasting junior hockey. So, nice to see a familiar location, uh, semi-near where I'm at, for one of our players for the Apple Sox this summer. So, this is a guy who's kind of shown off his versatility. He's also a player in five games defensively, but two games on the mound. So, a, a guy who's gotten in some work, and I love watching these two-way players. This is a week where we're talking a lot about two-way players because of Shohei Otani and what he did in the World Baseball Classic. I think a lot of people don't realize how many college baseball players are still doing a little bit of two-way action. Now, the first player who we mentioned this week, Bryce Johnson, who I talked about signed with the Apple Sox, he's also gotten some work swinging the bat, as a lot of guys do at the high school level. These these high school baseball rosters, and if you're a parent, you obviously know this already, but maybe if you're just a fan, you don't know this. It's not like the high school baseball roster has got 25 men deep in the dugout. Go to, if you're in Wenatchee, go to an Eastmont High School game or a Wenatchee High School game and take a look. Guys will go and pitch, and then they'll go out in the outfield or at first base or so, something afterwards. So, they really show off their versatility, and some of the best eventual prospects to come from high schools are guys who are able to do that. They can pitch, and they can swing it pretty well because you're really just doing the best at maximizing the number of opportunities that you can have as a baseball player. So, that's a situation where it's, it's interesting to see guys like this in college because they usually begin to specialize a little bit and focus on the one area that they want to work on. But for for Jet Jaco, this is a guy who's just he's using his abilities to do both right now. And we haven't seen a ton of him on the mound so far, so I'm not even going to go through the statistics because it's too small of a sample size. But this is a guy with a, an upside for versatility. And on the Apple Sox roster – that's uh, that's created. He's listed as a pitcher through uh, Mitch's recruiting. But who knows? We could see him in the field at some point, too, if necessary. But it is possible that uh, Linfield really wants him to work on what he can do on the mound. And speaking of the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, here is what he had to say about Jet Jaco.
1: Jet is currently uh, a junior at Linfield, a junior college transfer. So this is his first year at Linfield. Uh, Linfield has a great baseball program. They're coached by Dan Spencer, longtime coach, you know, and his resume kind of speaks for itself. Uh, he recommended jet to us. Um, you know, I can't take credit for grabbing jet. Our pitching coach Mike Calia is the one who actually signed him and found him. And so it sounds like Jet is pretty much gonna pitch for us this summer, but he is currently a two-way player for Linfield. so that's not to say if something happens, if we get dinged a little bit in the middle infield that we can't throw Jet in there, which honestly makes him super valuable for for a coach in, in coaching summer baseball. Anytime your pitchers also play a position spot or you know can be a two-way player, it, it just makes it easier for the, the coach to be able to have some reassur- reassurance and some backup plans and be able to throw a guy in there if needed. So Jet's probably going to be on the mound for us mostly this summer. Really talented kid, good athlete, and uh, we're excited to see what he can do in Wenatchee.
0: The third and final player to talk about this week in the Apple Sox, three players being signed from uh, colleges in Oregon. is As I mentioned before and teased it a little bit, he is the other Oregon State commit. Now, this is a guy who, like Bryce Johnson, is going into his freshman year once he goes to school this fall, but right now is in his senior year of high school. And that player is going to be Reeve Boyd. He's an infielder joining the Apple Sox after this senior year, this coming year at Seattle Prep. And similar to Johnson, he also appeared on the aforementioned Prep Baseball Washington's fall rankings. Boyd was number 15 on that list, so uh, pretty pretty high praise for him right there. And a guy who's played a lot of middle infield, primarily shortstop at Seattle Prep. He hit 3.57 with a 1.010 OPS last number. Just Eye popping ridiculous numbers from Reeve Boyd. And he was also named MVP at the Pacific Northwest Scout Games last August in the middle of the month. So, guy who swings a good bat, looking to see what he can do at short. And again, I, I love, I, I've been doing this a lot in this episode to this point, referring to people, you know, if you're from Wenatchee, if you're new to Wenatchee, if you've seen Apple Sox games at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium before, you know how important it is to be able to manage that infield. There's no way around it. The left side of the infield is definitely a little rockier than the right side. The ball hops a little bit more, and we have seen shortstops get absolutely eaten up on that left side of the infield. And... For those of you who maybe don't know about it, and for those of you who do know, let me provide just a little bit of context here. So, The Apple Sox had a shortstop last summer who really doesn't need a ton of introduction. Ivo Arquette, who's now currently at the University of Washington. In the middle of last summer, before heading into his freshman year of college, he was drafted in the 18th round by the Arizona Diamondbacks in the MLB draft back on July 19th, so a lot to talk about. A lot to love about him. And he had a great summer with Wenatchee. He batted 335 in 39 games. Just a fantastic year overall. He led the team in RBI. 39 RBI. A great summer. Really exciting player to watch. Easily became a very, very much a fan favorite on the 2022 Wenatchee Apple Sox. The one flaw in his game. And I don't even know if I can call it too much of a flaw. Because it was probably something he was still getting used to was he did commit 19 errors. That was most on the Apple Sox. You can look at errors in a couple of ways. Errors are a little bit sometimes subjective in the terms of what a scorekeeper rules is an error. Sometimes, when there's that many, though, it can also be a problem because of how many games you played in. You know, A guy like Joey Chirou-Oyama had 12 errors last year. I don't think anyone watching him play second base last year could say he was a bad fielder. So, I say... For double-digit errors in summer college baseball, where the maximum number of games you play in the regular season is 54, take them with a grain of salt. That said, Arquette did almost have 20. So I I look at it a little bit of both ways. Were there some errors maybe that weren't necessarily his fault? Sure, I I think that's fair. Were there some that probably were? Absolutely. And just based on my eye test from what I saw last year, he had a lot of trouble fielding a little bit of that shortstop position. But who hasn't? We can go back a year before. Uh, 2021 for the Apple Sox. Adam Grobe, who was a big big part of that team offensively, 20 years, most of them at shortstop. He now plays outfield at South Carolina Upstate. So you learn a lot about some of these guys in the summer with what positions they can play. And Grobe didn't end up being a shortstop. We'll see with Arquette. They, I, I think that he showed far more flashes at shortstop and could work out there long-term. Could not work out potentially in terms of just maybe how he plays it or where he fits into the University of Washington's plans. My point is all options are still on the table. He's in his freshman year right now. We'll see what happens there. All of this coming full circle. Now we look at Reeve Boyd and where he is at. He's a shortstop. He's going to Oregon state. He's going to play the summer for the Apple Sox. I think it's very clear. He's going to get some opportunities to do so with the team. The question is going to be, how does he handle the Paul Thomas senior stadium infield? And this is where I wish Mitch and I could be talking. That be we've been doing the podcast regularly. I'd love to ask him right now. Is this a guy you just spend time hitting ground balls to him on you know before games for some extra work? Off days, maybe you get a chance there because it is a different animal. And if you're coming to a game this summer and haven't been there, you'll understand why I'm making such a big deal about this once you're in Wenatchee because the left side of the infield at home. It's just it's like no other, no other infield in the West Coast League. Beautiful park, love playing games at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Sometimes the infield works out for the Apple Sox, sometimes it doesn't. It is definitely a factor when you play a game there on the campus of Wenatchee Valley College. But again, Boyd comes to the Apple Sox with a ton of excitement. I gave you the offensive numbers and the accolades. Now let's hear a little bit about what the Apple Sox head coach Mitch Darlington has to say about him.
1: Next player I want to announce is uh, Reeve Boyd. Reeve will be an incoming freshman at Oregon State this fall. Um, he's currently at Seattle Prep High School. Reeve's a really talented kid. You know, it's hard to say that he's flying under the radar when he signed with a school like Oregon State, but, you know, honestly, him not being an area code selection, uh, I felt like, you know, he kind of got snuffed on that. He, he's a big-time talent out of the Northwest, Middle infielder can play a little third base at times, but everything you want, everything you want. If you're uh, recruiting a kid out of high school, hard worker, you know, good speed, good athleticism, plays quarterback on the football team, can really swing it. You know, was an was an all league selection as a junior, and and just a really talented, talented kid. We're, We're excited to you know kind of start a new connection with Oregon State. You know, with him and Bryce Johnson both both joining us this summer, I could see Reeve playing a lot of middle infield for us. And, and watching him grow, you know, you never know what you're going to get with the incoming freshman. takes a little bit of time just to kind of get used to that that level of pitching. But um, really, really think Reeves going to have a good summer for us, and, and a guy that's going to do a lot of different things and and uh, be great for us.
0: That was Head Coach Mitch Darlington chatting about Reeve Boyd. So as we mentioned, three players joining the Apple Sox this week: Bryce Johnson, Jet Chukoe, and Reeve Boyd, all coming to the Sox. And all set to be playing at colleges in Oregon in 2024. Two of them, incoming freshmen, and Johnson and Boyd, Jaco, an incoming senior as well. And should be exciting to see what these guys can do with the Apple Sox. As I mentioned at the beginning of the outset of this, uh, the MLB postseason, or making part MLB regular season rather. I'm still thinking about postseason because of the World Baseball Classic. Boy, uh, that was that was a lot of fun. The time I'm at the time I'm recording this, it was the night that it wrapped up and. Boy, what a finish that! I hope everyone else enjoyed that as much as I did. And I hope you're all getting as excited as we are for the start of the 2023 Apple Sox season. First game overall is going to be on June 2nd. That's against the Bend Elks. And the first home game will be June 6th. That's a Tuesday, 6.35 p.m. against the Springfield Drifters. We're going to continue our roster release episodes over the next few weeks. If you want more information on these players, please also head over to applesauce.com, where we've got our most recent press release detailing all three of them. And also check out our social media. Pretty much every Monday through Friday this week, the exception, we just had three players this week. Pretty much every Monday through Friday, through the rest of the of the next two months, the end of this month and all of next month, you're going to get to learn about some of these newcomers coming to the Wenatchee Apple Sox and the impacts that they're going to have on this team. I would love to have potentially some of these future players coming on, and I would love to see if that's something people are interested in, and that's something we could start trying to do, is trying to have some snippets of them. But as always with a podcast, I'm open to what people are interested in hearing, and you know, Feel free to tweet us, at Socks. Send us a message on our Facebook page, just what ad she, Apple Applesocks on Facebook. F- feel free to email us as, to, as well, info at Applesocks.com. Any opinions you have of the podcast, things you like or you don't like, just let us know. I'd love to see what fans might be interested in with it and see if we can do something that maybe is entertaining uh, for your purposes as well. So, uh, As I mentioned, opening day coming up June 2nd against the Bend Elks. Home opener June 6th. Season tickets for this this summer are extremely affordable. And if you're looking for your summer plans right now and you, you're planning to come to a couple of Apple Sox games, I'd really consider one of our our, our ticket packages. Premium season tickets are at $245 right now. That's a hard-to-beat offer right now. If you're you like the premium seats or maybe you like the general admission seating, you want to change your seat up, don't want to have one of those seat-back ones, those are 145, dollars and that's a really good value as well. Also includes any postseason games in there for free. But maybe you're not sure if you want to lock into every game of you know the months of June and July. No home games in August unless the Sox make the postseason. But maybe you're not maybe you're not sure if you can make that commitment. Then consider the Apple Sox Double Play Ticket Pack. This flex package gives you 10 tickets to use over the course of the summer. That's 10 general admission tickets. For $60. Hard to beat that value of $6 per ticket. And you can use these tickets all at once. Maybe you maybe you want to bring the family and friends out June 6th. You want to go to that game that night. You can use all 10 tickets for that game. Or maybe you want to spread them out. Maybe you and someone else are looking to go to about 5 games over the course of the summer. The 10-pack is a great way to do it. You can go to 5 different games that way if you want. And again, it's just $60. So... Really encourage you to look into these packages. You can head over right now to get them at applesocks.com Just go under the Tickets tab and then Purchase Ticket Packages here. If you want to get a full look at the schedule as well, you can find that also under the Tickets tab on the Apple Sox, uh website. It's just a p p l e s o x appleso com. So, going to be a lot of fun this summer. Uh, the, those are great ways to come to games. And it's just, it's hard to beat a summer in Wettachi. It's... I, I mean, if I might go off, off off topic a little bit here, it's I'm currently in the middle of hockey season. It's late March. There's a month left in our regular season. Our postseason begins shortly after that. And I've been asked by some fans, you know, hey, what are you doing in the summer? Are you hanging around here or not? And I, I've constantly been telling people, no, no, I'm I'm going back to Butte, Washington. I've been there since 2018, and going to be calling some baseball games there. And a lot of times, I get asked, oh, you know, why go there? It's so it's so far away. And the thing is, I think. And I think if you're going to be new to the Apple Sox this summer, you're going to realize that there's something special about a summer in Wenatchee, and a big reason why is the weather, and it's the Apple Sox. It's just such a fun way to spend your summer, and I'm really looking forward to another year of that coming up uh, this year. i hoping to be back in May and then ready to go for that opening day on June 2nd against Ben Home Opener on June 6th. Maybe you're thinking about getting season tickets this year, but you're not sure... And maybe here's something that might put you over the edge for that, if you're thinking in those regards. The Apple Sox players, if you're maybe not familiar with them, these players aren't professionals. They're college baseball players trying to get some more work in in the summer. They're not paid for their time in Wenatchee, but they're, there's a way that they stay there and they're able to have Wenatchee feel like home to them. It's because the Apple Sox have these host families. If you live in Wenatchee, you just have an extra bed or so we really we would encourage you to look into the Apple Sox host family program. What you would do is you have a player, just stay at your home. They're gone for half the summer. Basically, you just help them out with, you know, maybe they need some help with finding some places around town, good places to eat or something like that, cook a couple of meals, and just provide a little bit of a home base for them. Really, no pun intended, since these are baseball players. But that's really all they're looking for just a place they can call home, people who can feel like family to them. And we always the Apple Songs always try to give our our show our gratitude to our host parents. We give them free season tickets. We also give you free invitations to the host family appreciation dinner, invites to events like the hot stove dinner, which happens each year in the spring, and a couple of other great things too. You know, if you're your kids you have kids and you're looking to get them into some Apple Songs youth clinics, which will be coming up, we'll be announcing those right around the corner here too. Uh, you, you get free admission for your kids to that recognition on the field on host-parent appreciation night, which usually comes in early August. This year it's going to be in July because the Apple Sox don't have any games in the month of August, and it's just a fantastic way to feel part of the team. You'll know the guys, you'll know what they like to do, and you're going to have a kid to cheer on each year. It's tough with summer baseball because each year the players come and go. There's guys who might be there for a few weeks. There's guys who are there for the whole summer. We get lucky every once in a while. We get a guy who comes back for a second year, and this year we're really lucky because we've got eight players coming back who played for us last summer. But for the most part, it's pretty rare. You just don't get these guys who come back and play another year in the West Coast League. We're lucky this year, and this is a good way for you to build that great relationship with the player. It's a guy to root for, and who knows? Down the road, you'd be surprised how involved you might become in in their lives. We hear all the time about host parents who say, oh, we got invited to their wedding a few years later. They invited us to go here, or we stopped out there to go see them. A lot of times, these these host parents and their families will try to follow up with these guys while they're still in college. Maybe they travel to go see them play, wherever that might be. So if you're interested in all, just head over to applesogs.com and it's, you know, we're always looking for host families. Just go under the About tab, and you'll see host families over there. Here's a little bit more from the head coach of the Apple Sox, Mitch Darlington, on just how important these host families are to our success and kind of maybe answering some questions
1: as well. Hey, Apple Sox fans. Head coach Mitch Darlington here. I uh, wanted to take a little bit of time today just to talk about the importance of our host parents and our host families Without our host parents or host families, you know, our our season really isn't possible. For me as a coach, to be able to recruit and bring in guys and know that they're going to good homes for the summer and staying with good families, it's really, really important. It allows me to make roster additions, you know, before the season comes up. It allows me to be able to recruit more players um, and build, you know, a pitching staff and position players and, and just bring in a lot of different guys from different areas around our country. Um, and even outside of the country as well. So really important, without, without our host parents, without our host families, the season really is not possible. Some of the benefits of signing up to be a host parent include free season tickets to all the Apple Sox games. If you have any children that you know play baseball or even just interested in coming to an Apple Sox camp, they would get free admission into all of our summer camps. And then there's just the lifelong relationship part of it. You know, I, I talked to host parents from last summer who are already road tripping down to California, maybe to go watch their player play, who still stay in contact with their with their player from the summer. So it's a really unique experience, not only, you know, for the player to come here and stay with quality people, but for you guys to to meet a collegiate baseball player and uh, for them to stay in your home and, and build that lifelong relationship. I hope everyone is... Uh, Staying warm during the cold months right now and getting ready for a little more Apple Sox baseball coming up here soon. We are still looking for host parents for next summer, so please sign up. It, it, it helps us so much. And, and really, again, it's it's not possible without you guys. So thank you.
0: If you'd like any more information about hosting an Apple Sox player, feel free to just shoot us an email at it's just info at Give us a call, 509 665 6900. We'd be happy to answer any questions that you might have about hosting one. It's a great experience. I stayed with one my first season with Bonanchi, fresh out of college in 2018, and just an unforgettable summer and a big reason why was because of the help of my host parents just making me feel like home making Wenatchee feel like home. And I've said it before, it's ultimately a big reason why I think I keep coming back each summer. So, again, more info about that at applesauks.com. Email info at applesauks.com if you're interested in hosting a player or just would like a little bit more information about it as well. So that'll do it for this week's Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. Thank you for tuning in. A little bit different form this week. We're hoping we can get back onto the call next week. Mitch and I can do a normal one and that way all of you can benefit from hearing a lot less of me. You get too much of that in the summer, <laughs> as is the case with the radio broadcast. Well, anyway, though, I'm Joel Norman. Thank you for tuning in. Excited to announce five more players coming up to the Apple Sox next week. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. If you do not already, whether it's right here on Spotify or on over on Apple Podcasts, wherever it is, please subscribe. This helps us to know how many people are interested in keeping up with it. And it also lets you know each week when the latest episode is out. And right now, maybe you're noticing the theme, every Thursday morning a new episode of the Apple Sox podcast is coming out. So, on that note, we will talk to you next Thursday. Thanks for tuning in to the Wenatchee Apple Sox podcast. If you enjoyed it and don't already, please subscribe to get updates on our newest episodes. Make sure to like the Apple Sox on Facebook and follow at Apple on Twitter or Instagram. Wenatchee Apple Sox baseball celebrating summer one inning at a time.